Welcome to Meathead Chatter, episode I have no idea because I'm recording a bunch of these today. Um, with you, as always, is me, Dan. Preston is out today as well, but I do have a blast from the past, buddy of mine from all the way back in college, what, like 2000, 2001? 2000, man. Jesus. Uh, my buddy Wayne Cox over here. Uh, how are we doing, Wayne? I'm doing pretty good, just eating some sandwiches. Sandwiches. What you got? Well, um, I have... Uh, Two turkey sandwiches with a little tzatziki sauce. What's a tzatziki sauce? It's like a yogurt, like, uh, it's sort of like a replacement for mayo. Okay. It's low calorie, okay. it has cucumber, it's made with Greek yogurt, a little bit of dill, uh, and it's amazing, it tastes good, it's great, it's a great supplement, low calorie. You scoot up just a touch. Yeah, definitely. But, uh. And some, yeah, uh, what I like to go. call is uh, protein squares, some Velveeta cheese slices. Nice, nice. Again, low calorie. Um, and then my favorite food hack is the Aunt Millie's uh, Carb Smart Bread. So if you think about it, a piece of white bread usually is about 110 to 120 okay. calories per slice of bread. Right. I could have four pieces of this bread and it only count as like. They're 30, 30 calories a piece. So you can have four of them, and I it's like... Four, and it's about as much dang. as one piece of normal... So you got two turkey sandwiches. You got... What kind of bread was that? Uh, Aunt Millie's. Aunt Millie's. All right, I'm taking, smart. taking notes for after I compete in October, <laughs> what, what I'm going to pay attention to. You got the super cucumber mayo sauce thing. Well, it's, Not mayo. It's Greek yogurt. It's, it's, it's awesome. Tzatziki. Tzatziki. Love it. And then you protein got... Protein squares. Some protein squares. Velveeta jalapeno <laughs> cheese. <laughs> And then 10 ounces of uh, just turkey, you know. And so, now, so you're looking at 50 plus grams of protein there total? Oh, it's even more than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, with just the turkey, you're probably right at 50. According to uh, my fitness pal, this meal contains 11.4 grams of carbs, net carbs. Nice. Uh, 15.7 grams of fat. 79.4 grams of protein. Jesus. Clocking in at 500 calories. Oh, because that, that Greek yogurt sauce yes. stuff is probably another like 20. Yes. Yeah. So this is sort okay, of like okay. my, my heavy anabolic meal. Um, I, I do really heavy anabolic meals like in the morning and at night. And I try to incorporate a little bit more fat uh, right. for my end meal because it's like most of the stuff I eat is pretty, you know, high in protein. I'm pretty right. crazy anabolic when it comes to my meals. Um, but yeah, man, um, it's delicious. So, filling. So give us a little history here, Wayne. So when when we first met in fall of 2000, yeah, it would have been 2000. Yeah. What was Wayne like? <laughs> Wayne was fresh from Miami, right? Or well, were you Cali? Was, were oh, you Cali or Florida? I forget. Ocala, Florida. Cala, Florida. Ocala. Ocala. Gotcha. Ocala. Um, Drove up here, didn't know what the heck I was doing. Jeez, that's like, that's got to be like a 25-hour <laughs> drive or some shit, right? I think it's right around 14. Okay, that's not nearly as bad. Yeah. And um, my life has changed, changed like drastically since back then. You know, right, I right. came to school with aspirations of being a preacher man. Yep, yep. Um, but that didn't work out. <laughs> um, I was a pretty big boy all of my life. You know, I was pretty fat. You know, I hope that's safe to say. I don't yeah. mean fat shaming anybody because no, I was there. You're, you're, you're good. So, um, you know. The most I ever weighed, it was in high school, I weighed like 265 to 70 pounds of like pure fatness. And that's when I was playing football. I was a big old lineman. Right, right. So um, so the weight did help, but... but I was never really strong. <laughs> yeah. And um, to you this were, day, I'm You were not, harder to move, but you were not fast and powerful. Correct. Okay. So I had no aspirations of playing any kind of 
collegiate sports or anything like that. That's good because you went to Indian Wesleyan and they Correct. did not have a football <laughs> <Nothing>. team. <laughs> um, and then I met you and uh, another buddy, Seth, and um, kind of started my fitness journey. Uh, you, side note, do you still see Seth ever? He's I in do. town still, isn't I he? I do. Yeah, he lives. He's married. He has a wife. Okay. He's doing really good. He's a, uh, I think last time I hung out with him, he was dating this girl, Summer, that was doing like Bikini shows or bodybuilding shows? Yeah. Is that still her? No, it's been a few years. He actually met her at Apple when we worked at Apple together. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Worked out really cool for him. Um, but yeah, Seth uh, kind of got me into lifting. Um, yeah. Lost a considerable amount of weight. Uh, well, I came into college. I came to Indiana Wesleyan weighing about 245, two, you know, 240. Right. You know, I had the, you know, the... the the love handles, the the boobies. <laughs> the well, it's boobs. weird. So, so you're pretty tall. You're over six foot, right? You're like six I'm six one. foot one. Yeah. Okay. So like, it's weird because I'm thinking back then, and I mean, you you didn't look, you weren't like a bowling ball, right? Like you weren't like a big round fat guy. You kind of had like almost the skinny fat thing going on. It just was a proportional just fat too. Yeah, right? it was a proportional mm. fat. So it was distributed pretty evenly, a lot, yeah. you know, throughout my body. Predominantly around my gut area, right, right. Um, but uh, we worked on that, and that that's no longer an issue to uh, at, at this time, in right? My life. Yeah, you're lean as um, shit now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I Seth just sparked this like intrigue in weightlifting and being fit and everything like that. Now I didn't really accelerate my 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 fitness journey until around 2009, 2010. Right. Seth started doing bodybuilding shows and I was like, you know, fuck it, I'm going to give this a try. Is that when you did the show? Yeah. Did, did you guys my, do the same show? No, he didn't do that show. Okay. He did a couple shows before he got his pro card and then he kind of like encourage me he's like why don't you just give this a try see what you see what yeah. you can do and well it's it's cool when you have a target like how much more dialed in your training and stuff gets mm-hmm. you're like i'm about to be on the stage in a fucking yeah. banana hammock yeah i gotta take this shit serious now yeah. <laughs> and uh it was awesome you know i i dabbled a lot throughout my life throughout my you know young adult career i guess you can say with a whole bunch of different fad diets and trying to figure out how to lose weight and how to get fit. And I could never really, it never really clicked. And then when I started doing this show, you know, I always thought carbs were bad. Like I was a carbophobe, you know, eat carbs, you're going to be fat. Well, and you were saying earlier, your first kind of soiree into like following a specific diet was like keto. Keto, yeah. Like back then before it was cool. Yeah. In 2010, (laughs) I did keto and it was tough, man. You know, I never felt like I was in full ketosis. I always had like the just a miserable attitude and you know today like it's changed so much and i'm not a big advocate for keto but it does work if it's done right right and we were Um, talking earlier it's like if you take all the carbs out of your diet which okay let's let's say that's that's not a horrible idea let's let's roll with it because for some people it's it's fine right but if you are just taking them out and you're eating a bunch of fat and protein most people are going to feel a little more satiated right yes and and Go the ahead. amount of calories, like you can eat a lot of carbs mm-hmm. and and pretty quick, and you may feel bloaty and sleepy afterwards. But at the time, man, you can pound some shit. Like, yeah, and the majority of the time, when you eat that many carbs, you get that like carb ketosis or uh, carb carb coma, carb yep. coma. But it, in about an hour and a half, right. you're hungry again. So if you take that piece out, you're just in a calorie deficit. Correct. With like not as fun foods. Right. But the other the other aspect to that. 
you know, with keto is, you, you know, a lot of people I've hear through the fitness industry is that, you know, keto, you don't have to worry about calories, but you do because you can't deny thermodynamics when it comes to fat loss and right. fat burn. It's and just being most, in a deficit. most people will find themselves in a deficit, right. at least at first at on, first, a, on a yeah. ketosis diet. Because yeah. when you switch to fat, it is pretty filling, you know, it is. Yeah. But once your body, I think, adapts, you start to want more. And then right. you're just like, well, what can I do? And, you know, I put myself, you know, this in when I was training from my show, I really didn't know what I was doing. Right. I didn't know anything about being in a deficit to a surplus when it came to calories. Well, and back then you're talking 2009, 10. Yeah. That was way before like the whole wave of online coaching was a thing. Right. right? Yeah. So like if it was 2010 right now and you're thinking about doing it, Think of how many much more how much more resources you could mm-hmm. have. Like you could get a coach for a hundred bucks a month right. to that knows that stuff and can get you dialed in. Mm-hmm. You, if you didn't want a coach, you could just buy. Lane Norton has like a bodybuilding prep book for forty bucks that basically just you could do that and probably prep for a show. Okay. And the crazy thing is, is now you can pretty much go to Google, put in what you want right. to eat, and what is a keto version of this meal. And you can right. get multiple variations of like pizzas and stuff like that. But, you know, the more and more I dabbled with keto, um, just and, and the, the problem that I had is after the show, I just, I gave up on everything. Right, right. And Your then, goal was achieved and yeah. go. Then yeah. I got fat again, right. you know. And now, I'm, that's kind of the face. So I was kind of following you around on social media and stuff, um, kind of in that time frame. Mm-hmm. But kind of that, that 2011 to like 2016 time frame, I, I hadn't really like seen or heard or done anything. I was pretty so, silent. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, just nature of the thing, right? People right. drift apart. What, uh, so like I missed that phase where you got big again. In my brain, like you look pretty darn close to how you were on stage in 2010, like right now, yeah. 10 years later. So let me put it in perspective. Uh, before COVID, um, I weighed in about in between, I was, I was, fluctuating between 215 and 230 before COVID. Okay. Um, and then I just, and a lot of it was, you know, emotional distress because I was, I got dumped my girl by my girlfriend and stuff. Right. So I was like, shit, what do I do? You know, all I have now is myself and I'm bored and shit sucks. Right. And then I just made a decision. I was like, I'm going to try this keto thing again because there's so many different options and variations and I could eat ice cream and yeah, it's going to be way these, different than when you rolled yeah. it last time. Last time it was like salads, olive oil, dressing, a um, little and bit of butter. Boiled chicken. Boiled chicken, <laughs> a lot of ground beef. Yeah. Like high fat ground beef. And it was just so boring and it was so like monotonous. And I was like, man, this sucks. And like I can remember the first meal I had after my show. Well, the first meal I had after my show was a big, huge pizza and oh, like yeah. all these appetizers. But then the next day during work, instead of like eating a normal lunch, I went to Maggie Moo's and just had like. All the ice cream. All the ice cream I could eat. I was like, oh man, I'm going down a bad path. But it's like the wherewithal and the discipline was out the door. Right. Because um, you, you didn't need it anymore. I didn't you, need it you, anymore. You finished your goal. Like, And I feel like that's a lot of issues people have with like six-week challenges or like 30-day yeah. transformation shit. Well, like at the end of that, you're mentally, you're like, check, did that, yeah. back to normal. And then, and then what do you do? Well- Fitness is a journey, you know, right. being healthy is a journey. It's a desire to want to be better than what you were before. And for me, it clicked during COVID, you know, I, I was stuck at home. I couldn't go to the gym. 
luckily, you know, I got furloughed from my job. So I was collecting the, you know, the, the stimulus and the unemployment right. and I was able to buy a gym and I, and I built a gym in my basement nice. and I just started hitting it hard, man. Do you have that here or is that the old place? I actually sold it all once the gym's open. Okay. Up, Cause I was like, <laughs> man, I need more than this. You know, well, was, honestly, it was probably still at a premium then too, right? Oh my God. I had to wait for weights, you know, yeah. luckily I had uh, two sets of those power block, you know, adjustable oh, yeah. dumbbells. Dude, those are one of my favorite styles of adjustables. Yeah. I got those early, like before even, you know, the pandemic happened. So I had those on hand. So and it's you like can I had do a lot. Damn near everything with dumbbells. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. I could do standing squats, you know, just, but it was never enough. And then yeah, I ended it wasn't up like, like the same overload, but. Correct. And then I started buying plates from like Life Fitness and Rogue Fitness, but it was like, it was super hard. I had to like get on all these like watch lists and yeah, when it popped right, up, right. I had to like buy right away. If you waited five minutes, they were gone. gone. Dude, weights were going like, like I couldn't believe it. Like I, I, you know, like the adjustable dumbbell handles where it's just like the collar sleeves. Yeah. Like the, for the Olympic weights, not like the standard screw ones. Mm-hmm. I was in Myers one day and I saw one <laughs> on the shelf and I had, I had plates. I had a squat rack. Like my, my garage was, was decently set up back mm-hmm. then. Uh, to at least get like the main work done. And then I just didn't do accessories because I was lazy. But right. I saw this and it was like $25. I snatched it. I sold that bitch for 50 bucks the oh, next yeah. day oh, yeah. on Marketplace. It's crazy how like fitness equipment oh, during this time was like gold bars, man. It's yeah. like, and you know, it's I'm super, still priced like that right now. I know, but I was super, super grateful for Rogue Fitness, man. Like, I got one of their adjustable benches. Yeah, I got a squat rack. I got a, a power bar, a Texas power bar for my squat Ooh, bar. Yeah. Um, and I started doing yeah, a lot of a workouts. Yeah, I started doing a lot more workouts than or different exercises than I was normally doing the gym. Right. And I saw a lot more growth. And then I started, you know, I dabbled in keto again. You know, and right, but. Compared to the last time, I understood being in a deficit and stuff like that. So pretty much what I did is I calculated my, you know, my maintenance calories. Right. And for me, it was about 2,800 calories for me to stay where I'm at. And I was like, okay, I'm going to subtract 400. Yeah. And as soon as Which, I, I mean, did shoot, that. 2,400 calories is still a decent amount of food, It's man. a lot. It, when you start to record especially what you're, you're eating. Especially if you're eating like relatively clean. Yeah. 2,400 calories is a lot of food. Yes. And it, it's amazing like the perspective that I got when I actually started tracking what I was putting in my body, like we eat a lot of food as Americans and I don't think we realize the amount of food that we eat and the amount of snacks. Like, you know, for me, I eat four, 500 calorie meals. Um, and then or 500 to 600 calorie meals and I'll have a snack and my snack is usually like 28 grams of pork rinds. I love pork rinds, but you know, everything that I eat, I love. Right. And that, and I think that's the key to fitness and weight loss. Well, and that's the key to like longevity for yes. sure. Like you got to find the things that you want. And you have to make them fit, you know? And it's like, you know, it's all about food hacks. Right. Like I eat ice cream every single day, but I make my ice cream in a blender and it's, it's, it's amazing. Huh. I, I'll be more than happy to share the recipe. I'll, I'll share it right now. Yeah. So usually I what know. I do, um, you know, I usually have a pretty decent meal. Uh, usually what I'll, I love Costco. Costco is like the greatest place to find good diet foods. Yeah. So Costco has these packages of like chicken tiki masala or uh, chicken coconut mango curry. And they're portioned into like two different portions. And usually uh-huh. they're in between 13.5 ounces per bag. 
Um, and I'll usually eat one of those bags as my meal. And then I do like a huge portion of cauliflower rice. And again, okay. it's all about hacks. Like yeah. changing. Because cauliflower rice gets your brain thinking, oh, I yes. like I, that texture of rice mm-hmm. and, and carby thing that I mm-hmm. want. But essentially without the calories. Yeah. The whole portion that I eat, I think, is like um, 80 calories and it's huge. Um Whereas if, if that amount would be in rice, you'd probably be looking at like 400 calories. Yes. So it's 2.5 cups with a 66 grams Jesus. of cauliflower rice. That's 80 calories. And then what I do is I'll saute the cauliflower rice with a little bit of salt, pepper, a little bit of garlic, and some you know pepper, red pepper flakes, and 10 grams of butter. So I'm still getting that fat in. Yeah, yeah. Because it's still you know predominantly low calorie that, or low carb that I'm eating, but it's it, it works. But, but it's in a way where you're... You're not craving the carb stuff that you're, I like, never crave. Like this sandwich I'm looking at right now, like it it looks good. Like it's the bread delicious. looks like normal bread. It tastes like, like normal not, bread. Yeah, that's amazing. So um, usually that dinner, like if I do the chicken coconut curry, um, I do 13 ounces of that. That whole meal is 654 calories, 20, uh, 42.5 grams of carbs, 29.3 grams of fat, and 64.4 grams of protein. Yeah. So that's a decent, you know, balance between your macros. Yeah, for sure. It's also getting those calories in to help you, you know, um, uh, uh, maximize your protein uh, synthesis and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but the, the my highlight of the day is my ice cream, and that's yeah, probably, I'm ready for this. That's probably my favorite thing. So the ice cream consists of uh, I get this milk from um, Amazon. Well, it's an almond milk. It's called Moolah, okay. and it's a chocolatey chip keto milk. Okay. Keto because it's just it doesn't have any sugar, but it, right. you know I sweeten it with. So, I'm gonna just preface you right now. I I use a lot of artificial sweeteners. Oh hell yeah, who cares? Slow calorie man, calories well, in, calories you, out. People are like, oh, doesn't it cause cancer? No, it's, it's like you just need to like actually read the research instead yes. of listening to your aunt Stacy. Like if, if you're eating like um, <laughs> if all you sweet and low and stuff, yeah, that shit tastes like crap anyways. Well, but, and if if you're eating like a loaf of bread amount of sweet and low every day for mm-hmm. a year, okay. Yeah. But like, duh, that's bad for you. No one would think that's good for you. And that's not what people do. Exactly. So, um, so this is the recipe for my, for what I call Wayne's peanut butter ice cream. Um, I'm in. It's the almond milk, 130 mils. Um, then I do 30 mils of heavy cream to get my fat in because you need your fats. Like if you're trying to build muscle, you're not eating a lot of carbs, you need to supplement some fat or something for energy or what you need calorie density from somewhere. Correct. Yeah. And you know, eating a lot of protein and not many carbs, you can eat a lot, but you're going to feel like crap. Like if you eat way too much, well, and protein, you're going to be, you, you have to have some fudge factor calories from yes, somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I call like the, the cream and stuff. Um, I use a lot of erythritol, this erythritol, erythritol sweetener. It's a, it's okay. a, it's a plant-based sweetener. It's organic. Um, and I usually do, I put 12 grams of that in there. Then what I like to do is I take a little bit of a uh, sucralose, like pure sucralose, because when you get like, um, what, what's that one that's really popular the, in the yellow packs? Stevia? S- not Stevia. Um, Splenda? Splenda. That has dextrose and maltodextrin in it. And I don't, I try to stay away from that crap. Okay. Um, so I get the pure sucralose and I just put like 0.4 grams or micrograms in there just to help. Hep- help like it's like a touch take the yeah. sweetness over you know over the top a little bit because you you when you're eating something sweet 
but you're not eating something sweet, you want it to taste sweet. Right. Because you want your brain to to kind of like, yeah, man, this tastes you really want to trick freaking it. good. <laughs> so I do a little bit of that. And then um, Walden Farms is probably my favorite like syrup company. So I do 30 to 40 gram, um, uh, milliliters of Walden Farms chocolate syrup, which is zero calories, zero sugar. Nice. And then I add a little bit of xanthan gum for thickness. And that, and that this is, I think xanthan gum is the key when you're making ice cream. For a texture? Yeah. For texture okay. and density. It helps, it's like, if you don't use xanthan gum, it's just going to be like a wet sog. Like, it's, it's just not going to be, it's not going to be dense like you want ice right. cream to be. So that's the, that's the trick, xanthan gum or guar gum, whatever, you know, your, your, your gut Any, can handle. Some kind of thickener. Yes. Like that. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, I'm in love with Catalina Crunch, okay. their cereal, their okay. keto cereal. Uh, for one, it's it's pretty low calorie. For 40 grams, it's 138 calories, man. And you get that crunch, which gives more texture, texture. to the ice yep. cream. Yep. Um, and then I don't even use protein at the end of the night because I'm already in a protein well, if, surplus. Yeah, you're having like 60 to 70 grams With my meal. main meals, yeah. yeah. So what I use is powdered peanut butter. Powdered peanut butter is another hack. Like regular peanut butter, way too many calories for what you can actually eat because that's just like a, a thumb-sized portion of peanut butter. Yeah. But 45 grams of powdered peanut butter is only 188 calories. So Yeah, whereas you're looking... At least mid two hundred. Oh, to, more than that. What is like, it? Like if you think about, you know, just I'm a fat kid. I don't look at labels. Regular <laughs> peanut butter, I think for a tablespoon or twenty eight grams is almost close to one hundred and eighty to two hundred. Okay, yeah. Calories. So it's like easily twice. Correct. Okay. You're getting twice as much peanut butter flavor for half the calories. Nice. So that whole recipe, said and done, is eighteen point three grams of net carbs, twenty five point eight grams of fat and 35.4 grams of protein. So I'm not going overboard with the protein, and the calories is 748 cal- uh, cows. Okay. So when you think about that, that's almost three-quarters full of a blender. So it's humongous. Yeah, that's a lot of material. So you're getting a lot for the bang for the buck. So you're actually going to be full off this. It ends your night awesomely, you're like, you're, you're, and you're just like, yeah, I'm satisfied. I'm happy. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, that's just... Do you know what my favorite fat person but not being a fat person <laughs> meal hack is? What's that? So I have two recipes for you. They're both blender-based. Um, this one's actually healthy. You get equal parts like vanilla Greek yogurt and cottage cheese. Put them in the blender. Um, there's like cheesecake flavoring powder. Dump some of that in there. Blend it up tastes just like cheesecake like it tastes like cheesecake but it's like i forget the cows but it's greek yogurt and cottage cheese right like so it's high protein very low cow and you feel like you're eating a damn cheesecake mm-hmm. so that was i like that one and then my second one my second one is uh dan truly being fat like right now like i just i don't enjoy eating like i don't like if left to my own devices i'd be like 250 pounds right now and probably look more jacked than I do right now. <laughs> I'm sitting at 295 right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll do one, maybe two of these a day. It's uh, 16 ounces of whole milk, because I need the calories. Yep. Uh, three scoops of whey isolate, because if it's concentrate, I'll shit myself. Mm-hmm. I don't like isolate <laughs> either. Really? It gets you too? Just, isolate doesn't For me, get it, me. Doesn't, it doesn't mix well in a shake. 
Gotcha. Like you, when you do the way, it's so much better. Like well, so I yeah. So, casing, sorry, like sorry. Way, way isolate is is what I use. So oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the concentrate is typically a little cheaper, but it blends not nearly as good. Right, and gives you the shits. Yes. Um. So isolate's going to be your most mixable one. Uh, so three scoops of that. Uh, sixteen ounces of whole milk. I get like the powdered Nesquik, the strawberry, oh. and I do two like pretty aggressively heaping spoonfuls right. of that. And then I get a big-ass spoon of, like, peanut butter and drop it in there, blend that shit up. It's, like, vanilla peanut butter with, like, a touch of strawberry and sweetness. Oh, my God. I'll do two of those a day. It's, like, 115 grams of protein a piece. But you need and, that, man. And then and then I'm still eating, like, three meals a day. Right. But if I had to do that with the extra, like, 200 grams of protein with food, not drinkable, like, I just couldn't. There's no fucking way I'd get it in. It's that's a lot of food, man. Yeah, <laughs> that is it, a there's lot just of no food. way I'd get it in. So I'm looking forward. So to... So what are you what are you rocking right now for like your your calorie intake a day? <sighs> so honestly, as long as I get at least 300 grams of protein a day, that's the only number I really track. Mm-hmm. And then I watch the scale, and if it goes down, I just force feed more food. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it goes up, like at a pound a week or so, I just. Stay the, back stay a little the bit. Cor- I stay the course. So I, I compete at nationals in October, and I could be as heavy as 308. Mm. So I got a little bit of room to grow. So I'm not looking to lose any weight. So that's kind of the main concern is if I see, like, earlier this week I was down to 292, and I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. So I just went a little nuts the next day. That's um, one thing I do have to admit is, like, this teeter-totter of losing too much weight. Like, even with, like, eating on a 2,400-calorie diet, you know, I'm definitely – probably in a deficit at the end of the week yeah because i pretty much look at calories as a weekly weekly total and you know and and your body looks at it like that too yes it's not like every day like that's why you know yes i'm strict but i deviate from the course a couple times there's days that i don't track like last night well and i think if you if you have tracked and been diligent Mm -hmm. for you know two weeks or so then you, you're good enough that you can trust yourself to yes. deviate a little bit. Yes. And I feel like that's a piece that people miss sometimes. But, yeah, I think I'm at, I'm like 5,000-ish calories a day right now. Yeah, I could see that. It's, you, um, know, you probably need that I for don't, what you do. <laughs> just to stay this heavy, I need it. But, yeah, after nationals, my ass is getting light. I'm going to make you do my t- nutrition plan for me. I'll, I'll be more than happy, oh, man. dude, I'm totally I've learned a lot. You know? Well, I was going to say, like, so I've done nutrition planning for people before. Um, I've done meal plans. I've done the macro. Like, Basically, I'm like, hey, I don't care what diet you want to follow. Let's try mm-hmm. a few things and see what clicks with you that you can do. Because right. some people do really well on like a very low carb style because mm-hmm. they have more. Like, I feel like people are either more need of like sweet type things mm-hmm. or need of like savory type things. Right. And if you're someone that craves the savory, salty, mm-hmm. higher protein, higher fat, low carb works really well for really those people. Well. And I'm kind of that guy most of the time. Right. Um, now if you're someone that's like sweet tooth, then don't do that to those people. Cause mm-hmm. even if they get results, they're, they're not, not going to be, happy. they're not going to keep them and they're going to be miserable the whole damn time. Right. And now they hate everything about fitness forever. Right. <laughs> like, and by no means am I like a fitness specialist or nutritional spe- specialist and, and right, probably right. what works for me won't work for everybody else. But I think the key for a diet is finding what you like and just changing it a little bit figuring out how to make it work toward what you're trying to do yeah and you got you also have to come to the realization that if you're trying to lose weight or become or you have a specific goal the food that you love when you're not dieting 
They're not going to taste as good, but they're going to taste pretty damn close. They're going to be close enough that, that you'll be okay. Yes. And, you know, I think it's just finding the food that you like and being honest with yourself. And I think you and I talked about this a little bit on Instagram uh, when you talked about, like, uh, what was it? What was that post? Cal- uh, it was like being in a deficit and doing cardio or whatnot. Oh, yeah. So it was uh, it, it was saying that. Eating less food is not the only way to be in a calorie right. deficit or something like that. Because yeah. I feel like, so I, I do, I switched from corporate world life mm-hmm. to I'm doing personal training now. And I mean, I, I coach strength athletes a fair amount. Uh, most of them are online though. Uh, my in-person people are more gen pop folks just trying to like lose some weight, right? right? And trying to look better and feel better. And I think especially, I work with a lot of females and it is just, beaten into their brains from the time they're like fucking 10 that like you have to starve yourself. Right. And you don't. And you don't. No. If you're getting 10,000 steps in a day, which shit, that's what I do right now. I I get at least 10,000 steps in a day. Mm -hmm. All it takes is a half hour walking on the treadmill at 2.5 miles an hour. That's what I wanted to talk to you about because the other post about hit cardio, people are so consumed with this idea of doing like hours and hours of cardio. And and hours and hours of hard fucking cardio. Right. I do 160 minutes of steady state a week. Yeah. And I'm I'm weighing, I weigh 165 pounds. Yeah. I am shredded. I'm not not killing myself. Yeah, you're not lean. You're fucking shredded. Correct. Like you don't need to do hit cardio to be shredded. You're like, if you had like four weeks- you could prep and be be like men's physique show lean. Oh, yeah. Like you could you could be you know into the seven eight percent body fat in four weeks. If I was to drop my calories by 200, 200 a day, I would be. But that's just for me that that that's not enjoyable. Right. You know, I right. like sitting around twelve to eleven percent body fat. That yeah. that makes me happy. Well, and if you look at the research performance wise mm-hmm. too, and I feel like how people feel. Like how healthy and and like energy filled they feel mm-hmm. is is very representative of where people are at an overall performance wise too. Like they correlate pretty well in all the research I read. That ten to twelve percent body fat for dudes, it's like abs lean, mm-hmm. but like you don't dr- see a drop off in physical performance. Correct. You go you go to that like eight and under is when you start seeing a marked drop off. Right. That's where you're going to start seeing the, the, the degradation of muscle tissue. Like if you, if you keep your, and 12% body fat is super lean, pretty lean. like the only time you want to be sub 10 sub nine is if you're on PEDs or doing something like that. So I think, I think the lightest or the, the leanest I've ever been is 12. Right. And it was for like, Two weeks for some photos, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is attainable. Like yeah, right now, yeah. what I like to call my phase is main gaining. So I, I stay with a specific calorie, and I, I'll fluctuate up and down if I see variations in the scale. But what I've noticed is that with the diet that I'm on, the foods that I eat, I enjoy. I love everything. Every single you're meal. eating in a way that is sustainable. Yes, and I love everything that I eat. And you're shredded, and it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's not like and you I'm hate, not killing myself doing you're, cardio. You're like I don't hate my first three meals so I can enjoy my fourth. Mm-hmm. I have French toast every morning, man. I have four pieces <sighs> of French toast. French toast. With yes. powdered peanut butter. I like it. I like to call it. It's called Wayne's peanut butter powder Nutella. So what I do is I take... Motherfucker, pe- you're, you're going to get me lean as shit. <laughs> and then you're going to make a damn cookbook. And I'm going to make every one of my a lot followers of my, buy a lot of my cook. A lot of my <laughs> recipes are variations, variations off of Greg Doucette's cookbook. Um, I love Greg Doucette. You know, he doesn't know me by the, the bottom of his Greg shoe. Greg Doucette. 
He is like Well, if I ever get him on the podcast, I have a third microphone and your ass is coming on too. Yes. Like he he's <laughs> he pretty much inspired my diet. Like it's like being he he for so long I've been a carbophobe. Like I was so scared of carbs, but now I'm not. Right. Because it's it, you can make it all fit. It's just as long as you keep it in the framework of like the way that he likes to say in the circle yeah this is the circle of your goals right whatever shit you want just stay in the damn circle right and uh it's it's worked for me man and i think you know once you realize that calories in calories out is the key to losing weight to maintaining your weight to staying at a specific level because once you, you, you get to where you want to be, you have those little tweaks. Like if I want to put on a little bit more weight, I'll add a 100 calories or 200 calories right. a day. If I want to put on more size. Are you familiar with uh, Mike Isertel at all? No, I haven't. Okay. So he's a uh, renaissance periodization. It's him and Nick Shaw are two guys that run the company or founded the company. And he's got this, uh, I went to a seminar back in like 2012 before like they were cool. I like I like when I do things before it's cool and it's mm-hmm. cool now. Yeah, it feels special. Um, very hipstery. But he uh he had this thing, it was like the hierarchy of uh I'm butchering it. Basically order of importance things for, for weight management, muscle gain, like body composition, right? Mm-hmm. So you got your calories in, calories out is like eighty percent of the battle. Like that will a hundred percent dictate your weight, like right. your body weight. Mm-hmm. Right under that. You got macros. That's you, now remember it. Just calories. We are at eighty mm-hmm. percent. Maybe another ten percent comes from your macros, and that's going to determine kind of the distribution of that weight. Your mm-hmm. protein's too low. You're probably not going to have as much muscle as if it's right. a little higher. Um, and then the third is like timing. So like post workout carbs and shit. Like that's yes, all bullcrap. Well, and it's like it matters, but it matters like two percent. Yeah. It's, like if you're fucking up the other ninety eight percent, don't like. Basically, he was his whole thing was like care about the low hanging fruits first. Get your calories in check. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's get enough protein that you look like you fucking lift. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, once all that's done, let's worry about timing. Cool. Once that's done, let's worry about whether it's organic or not. Okay. Right. Once that's done, okay, now we can talk about fucking creatine. Right. Like, <laughs> and I, you know, and like those last three things are like. 10% of yeah. the whole equation. And those three things are like all people want to bust their nut about, you yeah. know, supplements are like one of those weird, weird things. Like it's such a, yeah, it's nice to have a pre-workout for the focus, you know, a little more energy, a little if you energy, work 12 hour, yeah. but that's really going to be about 1% difference. Yeah. If you take a supplement, when it's is like, it necessary? No, but if it makes you feel good and you get some results from it, then it's great. I mean, I take a pre-workout, you know, right. well, and I think it's just funny how like, like my Instagram is a perfect example. Like the amount of questions I get from like randos, mostly people from India, which is, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Just hey, is a thing. They're all trying to be they fit. Like, they like What's me. so ironic about that? Like all I, I work out around 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock every day. And I always see the trainers with Indian guys. Like it's crazy. Like the right. amount and they're, they're, they're well, it, uh, one of my couples that I train is an Indian couple. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel this is a side topic, but I feel like maybe that, that, ethnicity or, or nationality as a whole is very curious about what we're like. I feel like they're curious enough to ask the questions and not like douchey enough to think they already know the answers. Right. <laughs> so I, I'm not shaming them. Like send me all these questions, but, but the vast majority of questions I get about things are like building muscle or getting stronger from people like that is like, 
what supplements do I need to take? Or mm-hmm. like, like when should I time this? Or you must eat all our, like, it's like weird. It's, it's like the niche stuff that really doesn't matter right. at all. I've, uh, the, the one thing that I focus on is getting like four solid high protein anabolic meals in a day. Do I eat right after I work out? Yeah, because it's just the way that it works out for me. Like, right, that's how you can fit four meals in. Right. So I wake up around 5 o'clock every morning. My first meal is right around 6.15. I have four pieces of French toast. I don't eat anything throughout that rest of the, until 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, I go to the gym. I take my pre-workout. <laughs> I go to the gym. I work out for about an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, well, let me backtrack. So every morning I do 20 minutes of steady state cardio on a bike. I just ride a bike and I play a game on my phone. That's like me. Like I, I get my 30 minutes of walking in, in mm-hmm. the morning. And I do my abs right after that. And then I just work at work. Then 11 o'clock, I clock out. I go to the gym for an hour. I come back and I make my sandwiches. And then I don't eat anything until I come home till around 4.30. And I'll have maybe a serving or two of pork grinds. Then around 6 o'clock... I'll have my dinner. Right. Then right around 7.30, 8 o'clock, I have my ice cream, and I'm done for the day. I'm never hungry. I'm never, like, unhappy. I'm not seeking out cookies. I'm not seeking out – because I already know I'm going to be rewarded. Yeah. And I think when you start – You're like, I know I'm getting French toast in the morning, and I know I'm eating ice cream tomorrow. So, like – And the meals in between are are good. Like, who doesn't like, like, a a nice sandwich? And sometimes if I want to go a little crazy and I need a little bit of additional fat – I'll sometimes just like take these sandwiches and put them on a griddle, put uh, a little bit of yeah. butter and just like warm up the bread and get a nice brown, yeah. you know. Which hits a totally different like taste and texture mm-hmm. thing in your brain. Right. And it's and it's very satisfying. And, you know, and I just, I, I harp on this so much, just finding what you like and making it work. All right. I got to take a, a break real, real quick for our sponsors. T-Mobile, key sponsor of the meathead chatter podcast they're pink they're sexy their cell phone service sucks but god damn it it's cheap as shit no i'm just kidding they're not a sponsor that'd be pretty sweet though right <laughs> i was blown away there bro. i was like what you got t-mobile yeah. verizon was like no t-mobile was like we'll take anything right um but seriously uh if you like the podcast make sure you guys are following us on instagram at meathead chatter and me at strongman underscore dan and then if you are enjoying the podcast Five bucks a month, you can uh, support the podcast. So when I drive places uh, to go visit people, you can help me pay for my gas money, and I can keep doing cool in-person content because that's way cooler than over-the-phone stuff. Um, and we also do have two other options, 30 bucks a month for each of them, which will get you template programming for either strongman or powerlifting. So if you're looking for cheap, good program to get strong, there you go. And now we're back. So yeah, man. I don't have any real sponsors yet, but uh, hey, you know, plug yourself. I, I think got, that's what's I got important. A, yeah, I got a couple template people. Correct. <laughs> like you know, if you have a service that you can provide that's and right. make people better or help people become better, then you need to plug yourself, man. I was joking around um, with my fiance the other day, and I was like, "Really? I just, I honestly, like, yes, I would love for this. Like, this is, I, I've probably dropped like fifteen hundred bucks on like podcast equipment, right? right? So, yes, I would love to." make 1500 bucks at some point right Right. off the podcast just to like break even with this shit but like i don't really care if it becomes a huge thing it'd be cool if it did honestly it's just a cool way for me to be like hey i have this like 
important work thing where I just get to bro out with people. It's just like I get to edge out time where I get to bro out with people I feel like ch- chilling with. I can honestly say that I've never done anything like this before, but this is the most fun I've had in a long time. Dude, like, I love Being it. able just to talk to somebody that has the same kind of mindset when it comes to fitness and health. and Well, in, so I've, I've had two other podcasts in the past, and they were, they were decent, mm-hmm. um, but I was trying to be like super – Ooh, let's really talk about lifting. Let's really look at the research on things. Like it was, it was very like serious. And I was like, I was trying to think like, what podcast do I like? Mm-hmm. What's the ones where they like, they're just chatting and they're fucking dicking around yeah. and they'll talk about some cool, like some serious stuff every now and then, but it's just like people hanging out that like each other. Right. I'm like, yeah, I just want to do that. Let's just do that. Right. So and, that's, uh, the, that's the plan. I think this is a great platform for that. you know, it's connect reconnected you and I, you know, yeah, we've yeah. had our, you know, sporadic you know interactions on instagram but it's so good to see you again well, i was like and i don't it, think i've seen you in person in probably like 15 years yeah it's it's crazy like <laughs> it, when you really think about time uh, on that on, on that level like holy shit man yeah we were talking earlier we're both well, i'm 39 i'm 40 you're, you're 40 yeah I don't know. I, I feel like you look younger than me. And it, I'm like, there's no fucking way. Because I remember I was like, he's a little older than me, I think. I'm like, dude, there's no way he's 40. Mm-hmm. But I mean. I just turned 40. So it's. You keep, you know. keep in shape and, you know. Oh, I, I plan on those it, good man. things. I plan on it. I, I love this. I love the journey that I'm on. You know, it's. And I think for like the whole mindset of fitness is you have to want to do it for yourself. You can't have any external like reasons to be healthy to be fit it has to be something right. that you want to do and and it takes discipline it takes a lot of hard work it takes sacrifice like especially if you have friends that like to go out and do stuff right but remember there's always alternatives even when you go out it's just understanding what you're putting in your like body if you're going out don't drink beers and mar- in like yeah. cocktails and stuff. Just do shots of vodka. Exactly. It's so much or, lower or, calorie. Or vodka and soda water with lime. You know, yeah. that's a great yeah. alternative, you know. You're going to get Bull. there. Diet Red Bull and vodka. You're going to get there, <laughs> you know. And it's like, for example, I went out to a Mexican restaurant. Well, I do a lot of Mexican because it's probably one of the easiest foods to Fajitas, man. Fajitas, yep. Game over. And you, you stay, you know, I get to eat the guacamole. I get to eat yep. the sour cream, but I stay away from the rice, the beans, and the tortillas. You don't need that crap. You right. don't need chips because, like, think about the portion size of, 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 of chips. Right. What, 28 grams, 240 calories for tortilla chips? That's insanity. And it's not even like you like them. They're just there, so Correct. you eat them. They're, Correct. They're, they're boredom food. You know what I like to do sometimes? Um, the Quest chips. I'll bring, uh, oh, I'll dude. snack in some, or sneak in some Quest chips. I don't know what kind of deal with the devil Quest has. <laughs> but, like, I feel like, I'm like, how do you make protein into a chip? And then they came out with it, and I'm like, Jesus, that's how you do it. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> like, I feel like or, everything everything they put out, I'm like, why is this so good? Yeah, the protein bars, and they have yeah. those new like crisp protein bars that are pretty money, and they're even low cal- even more low calorie than their. Yeah. Well, and it was like net carbs. I think what ten grams for like the old Quest bars, like yeah. like that's pretty pretty darn decent, good. yeah, pretty high in the sugar alcohols. But like, who cares? But one, here's the <laughs> that one thing means that I've you'll learned shit of, after two of them. Yeah, and and I think too with sugar alcohols is your body gets used to them. It's just right. like anything, you know, anything foreign that you're putting in your body you know you know different from what you're usually consuming it's going to be a little bit of a like an adaptive period you know you're just like with keto like you know eating the normal american standard diet then switching to a high fat high protein diet with low carbs you're gonna feel weird yeah 
So, you, in general, are you fairly low carb than you'd think? I would say that I'm moderate. Like, moderate? Okay. If you, like, do you know what, what your kind of average day About carbs? 90 grams okay. of carbs. So, about it's relatively 120 low, grams but, of fat. But it ain't keto. If you're keto, no. you're talking like under 30. I wouldn't and, be surprised no if I'm still... I wouldn't be surprised if I'm still in ketosis, though. Because, really? like... Because of training so, adaptations, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, your body... And the type of carbs carbs that I eat are are not high, you know, they're not high on the glycemic and en- glycemic well, and index. I was, I was gonna say if you're counting fiber grams, really it's net carbs that mm-hmm. would kick you out. Right. And if you're higher fiber on your carbs, then you may be there. But I, I don't even care but, about but that. But regardless, your focus isn't, oh, I'm getting away from carbs. You're like, hey, I'm trying to stay lean. This is how many calories I have. Mm-hmm. What's a lower calorie alternative to what I want to eat right. that still tastes like I want to eat so I can eat as much food as fucking possible? That's all. It's about volume, baby. Yeah. That's, you yeah, know, that's it's, 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 it's low calorie, high dense foods. That is the key. Finding the things you like and getting full off of those things. And, you know, I like to eat a lot of food. Right. So when I figured that little key out that I can eat a lot of food and you can you can eat a lot of volume of food yeah. and it be low enough calorie mm-hmm. to like stay and lean. I feel satiated yeah. for long periods of time. Like I go two to three hours without eating, you know, between my meals, and I'm I'm never like I'm never unhappy. I'm never thinking about oh man my next meal. But I also I think a lot of it too is like I know what my next meal is going to be. Right. And I wake up in the morning excited because, like, I get to make my French toast today. So you know? one, one thing that's always been a struggle for me when I've been more on, on the ball, like, with meal prep and things, mm-hmm. is I hate meal prepping. Mm-hmm. So it looks like you're kind of throwing stuff together on the flight. Are there, like, a, do you prep, like, okay, well, these are the things I'm going to be taking to work, so I'm prepping those for this week. Like, what's your meal prep look like? I don't prep, you know. See, um, and that... That was a loaded question because I knew that was going to be your answer. And honestly, that is the piece where I'm like, oh, shit, I want Wayne to help me. Because I, I, will, I refuse to eat broccoli, chicken, and rice. Fuck that shit. Well, in, in like the most success I ever had meal prepping is when I do like one, maybe two days at a time. Mm-hmm. After two days, I don't care what you put in that Tupperware. It tastes like shit. Yes. The, it, the texture not the is same. different. Nope. It's just it's nothing is good after two days in the fridge. Nothing. So this is what I do. You know, I, I buy a lot of that bread that I like, the Aunt Millie's right. bread, and I put it in the freezer. So I always have it on deck. So when I get down to my last four pieces, I put another loaf in my cupboard and I have it ready to go the next day. Um, luckily, it was, with my work situation, I have a refrigerator and I have it stocked full with like Quest bars, um, protein squares, my Velveeta cheese slices. I have <laughs> a whole bunch squares, of my tzatziki, my tzatziki sauce. Um, and I just... Every like three or four days, I buy three pounds of meat. Yeah. Sandwich meat. I eat sandwiches every day. Sometimes I eat them twice a day because I love my sandwiches. They're so good. Well, and, and if you're getting like deli meat, after again, after about three days, deli mm-hmm. meat kind of sucks. It does. So, so you're getting, you know, enough for like a day or two. Yeah. And it's still good. And if you think about it, I'm eating 10 grams per meal. So that's five grams, or no, not grams, ounces per sandwich. Right. So that's a pretty hefty sandwich. Yeah, that's like half pound sandwich. It's three hundred calories for that for deli meat. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you know I just make a, I make my two sandwiches, and then at night I usually it's the same kind of routine. Like I I, I like these these prepackaged meals from Costco. Um, I get this one that's a, a chicken Korean barbecue, and I just throw a whole bunch of those in the freezer. 
I pull one out, you know, I eat that for two days, but I'm also kind of blessed, I guess, because I never get tired of the same foods. Right. Because it's like you find what you like. And, well, and you, you know, you know, it's a total misnomer. And I, I hear this all the time when I'm talking with clients about like, like better food choices, right? Is uh, I just need variety. Like that's just not enough variety. I'm like, bitch, you ate Taco Bell four times for lunch right. this week. Like, no, you, you had a cheesy gordita crunch every day this mm-hmm. week. You don't need variety. You just need it to be something you enjoy. Right. Like, it's a false thing that people have in their head that they need all this variety. Like, mm-hmm. you may have all the options and variety. Like, you could go to lunch fucking anywhere. Mm-hmm. But you, you know you're going to McDonald's getting that that triple cheeseburger. Right. Like, or, or Taco Bell. Like, that's but, that's your two things. <laughs> but you can do, we you can can do, do that. We can do that. Two different sandwiches too, right? Right. Like, or you can you can just go to McDonald's, get your hamburgers, don't get the bread, go to freaking Fresh Time or some fancy ass grocery store and get the buns, the low carb buns. Right. Aunt, Aunt Millie's makes buns. Right. Then you're saving you're saving so or, many calories. Or don't get the value meal. Just just pay a dollar for a diet coke mm-hmm. and and get the triple cheeseburger by itself. You're mm-hmm. like without the fries, you're still saving like 300 calories, yes. man. Like you can take baby steps doing the shit you're doing right now. Exactly. It's like, if you want to eat McDonald's, make it work for you. Fit it in the circle. You know, if yep. you have to sacrifice somewhere, you know, stop snacking. You know, those are, the, those are the things that I think people need to realize. And yes, it's discipline, but we snack so much. Like before I was right. like really aware of what I was putting in my body, man, I was eating like, Handfuls of nuts. Handfuls of nuts. That's so calorie dense. Yeah. And it's a low volume food. Dude, dude it's keto friendly though. Yeah, but <laughs> two handfuls is almost 500 calories. Right. right. And a handful is not normally, and, you know, a serving. And, it's and more think, than that. And think about like a handful of peanuts. Mm-hmm. You eat a handful of peanuts because you were snacky. Did you even enjoy that? Are you even full? <laughs> Are you even full? And did you even like that? You're like, no, it was just the only thing there. I actually hated every second of it, but I ate it anyway. <laughs> like, because that's you're crazy, hungry, right? Because you think that you're hungry. And a lot of a lot of times you're thirsty that right. I found. Like when you have those hunger well, cravings, and, and, drink some water. And dude, honestly, if you're if you're hungry, two pieces of gum. What was <laughs> what was your meat? What was your last meal? I guarantee it wasn't two sandwiches and 70 grams of protein. No. For like However many calories that is. It's probably something super sweet, it was like, sugary. Or if you're like someone that's like on a diet trying to like starve yourself to get skinny. I'm talking to like my female clients. Like you had a salad with like oil and vinegar on it. You had like 200 calories of like nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, get, Jesus Christ, of course you're hungry. Right. I think the whole thing is like we as people that are, I would say, woke in the fitness industry is we need to change the perspective that you have to starve yourself to lose weight. Right. It's not the truth. You know, I think there's so much crap out there and so many spews for more views out there and stuff like that. Right. And misnomers and people saying this and saying that. And who becomes, so like, it's, it's funny because like you said, in the fitness industry, like the the woke fitness industry, like, like like we all kind of know these things Mm -hmm. and it's been such common knowledge to us for so many years that it baffles us that it's not to the gen pop right. right like sometimes i'll hear something from a general population client and i'll be like you you believe that's a thing mm-hmm. what when when did you learn you thought that for how long but it's because we're so deep in the fitness industry like we know that's bullshit but most people don't which is mind-blowing and this is another one i think this is a touchy subject is fasting um, hey, I, I pulls, used to, it pulls your calories down. It does, but I, you know, uh, 
I, w- I did it for a while. You know, I was doing an, an 18. No, I was doing what? What is it? Like, there's, I mean, there's a ton of options. I think it was yeah. 18 for so fasting. So fed I would, for four? Yeah. Woo. So I'd have to fit in my calories for and six but or whatever. Yeah. For those 18 hours, I wanted to die. Yeah. I was miserable. And then, like, by the time you were eating your meals, you were so full after your first meal. You, like, I always found myself not wanting to eat as much. But then right. I was miserable because I felt like this obligation to do the fasting because I wanted to lose weight. And then when I changed to eating the way that I eat now, I'm happy. You're like, I'm happy and I'm never hungry. Correct. And it's like, I'm not saying that fasting is bad. I think it does a lot of great things for autophagy and all that stuff and like cell repair. And right. I think it's great if if you have, if that's what you want to do, do it. I'm not going to tell but you that you're wrong. But- no one that starts an intermittent fasting and, and- I mean, I've used it in the past to success. I've seen people use mm-hmm. it in the past. Some people like it and thrive right. on it. Kind of like we were talking about with keto at the beginning. It's like, hey, if it fucking works for you, mm-hmm. and most importantly, it's sustainable, right. you do you. But for most people, it's not. And most people that are looking to try fasting, they're going to it like, I want to lose weight. What's the best way? Oh, fasting. And then to justify it, they're like, Oh yeah, it's not just to lose weight; it's uh, because of cell repair. It's, right? It's kind of like when we were talking like those hierarchies of like body mm-hmm. composition. They start focusing on like the five percent of shit that it does that's kind of like unique and weird. But like they're really doing it because they just want to lose weight. Well, if there was a way that you could like get in better shape and it's sustainable, and you don't hate eighteen hours of your day, would that be something you're open to? And I and would say just, yes. Right? <laughs> Sign me up. Right, because no one goes into fasting, intermittent fasting, going, oh, just, you know, the effigies, you know, great. Mm-hmm. No, you go into it because you want to lose weight, and right. that's fine. That's a good goal. Be honest with your fucking goal. Mm-hmm. Find a way to achieve that goal without going insane. But what's, you know, in line with that, there's always an easier way than doing these crazy, you know, fad diets, extreme, you know, fasting measures. It's just like... Everything when it comes when, when it comes down to the nit grit, it's discipline, right? It's following a plan and being honest with yourself. If you if you if you're paying money to a coach and you're dieting and you're not being honest with your coach, you're not being honest with yourself, and your complaint is like, "Well, I'm on sixteen. Are you really eating sixteen hundred calories? Right. Are you really? Show me your my fitness pal. Because it's like if you're still gaining <laughs> weight, again goes back to thermodynamics. Like if right. you're eating more. Or you're in a surplus, well, and- you're going to gain weight. If you're in a deficit, you're going to lose weight. But like you said, and we've we've communicated, being in a deficit doesn't have to be miserable. Yeah, there's other alternatives. You pump up a little bit more cardio. I would rather walk an extra thirty mm-hmm. minutes a day than restrict my food. And that doesn't mean doing hit cardio either, yeah. right, Dan? I mean, I don't <laughs> mind hit cardio. I personally enjoy it sometimes, but like, I do that maybe once or twice a week, right? Just to kind of feel a little bit of death. Mm-hmm. But it's not out of obligation because I think it's going to make me like more fit than like just getting my steps in. And for doing the day. stuff like that too. And I think a lot of the misnomers is you know if I do hit cardio, I could eat a little bit more. No, you can't. And it's like, well, it's like yes, it will burn more calories over the next forty eight hours. That's true. But if you eat more, then it's going to burn over the next forty eight mm-hmm. hours. Well, you still fucked up. But <laughs> you, you did that that the hard work. Well, and my thought is like, whenever people are like big on hit training. That's cool. Do you enjoy it? Kind of mm-hmm. like we were talking about the diet. Like, do you enjoy intermittent fasting? Do you enjoy keto? If the answer is yes and it's sustainable, then, it. then fucking go. Right. Like, if if you enjoy your hit training, keep fucking doing it. If you if you 
feel like you need to feel like you're dying in order to achieve any results, but you don't enjoy it, <laughs> don't do that. Like, right. I enjoy it, and, and after nationals, I'll probably get back to kind of like my CrossFit roots a little bit, mm-hmm. which is very much dying. Yeah. But if there's a day I don't feel like busting my balls like that, I'm just going to hit bench mm-hmm. for a heavy five. Like, there you go. <laughs> and it's okay, cause, but I'm going to do the things I want to do and get to my goals doing things I want to do. Not not do things I don't want to do because I feel like I need to suffer more for right. some weird reason. And balance. You know, just find your balance. and Because that's that's success is balance, you right. know, and I, I just, all I can say is that you got to find what you love and you got to stick to it and you got to be honest with yourself and honest with your coach, you know, and it, it's like, if you want to see results, it's hard work. Right. And, you know, once you get to where you are, it's, it's still, it's still a journey. Don't give up. You know, that's yeah. the one thing that's, that's one thing that drives me. It's like, I always want to be better. Yeah. You know, I always want to be, I want to be leaner. I want to be stronger. And you can do that and you can do that and be completely happy yeah. and be content and be full, and be satiated and still have a fun life and still be able to go out, have your drinks, have your cheat meals. But it's that awareness and that balance. And, and I think when you, when you hold on to those things and those are your driving factors to your fitness goals, you're going to be happy. Dope. So, all right, man, I feel like that is a, a pretty good like wrap up point. <laughs> Where can people like shout out whatever you need to, man? What I know you just started a new Instagram account. I did right? start. I just started. A, and what do you um, got going with it? Like, what's what's the purpose? The purpose is pretty much just you know motivating people. You know, being somebody that you know I, I've never been one to show myself off. I'm you know I'm always been kind of reserved in the, that respect. But you know when you reach a certain part of your life and you 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 reach your goals and you look good and you feel good, you kind of want to show it off. Right. And I want to help others, you know, I want to help others, you know, figure that out for themselves. You know, I want to be a motivation or, you know, somewhere you could go where it's not going to be a whole bunch of crap. It's not going to be spews for more views. I'm going to show you what I eat. Right. I'm going to show you what I do. You know, I'm going to well, t- talk like, about the supplements that I take. You don't have any weird like certifications or any Nothing. official things, but like, here's the thing. You're like, dude, I was 240 pounds and fat. Mm-hmm. I got lean for a bodybuilding show. I got kind of pudgy again, and now I'm back, and I'm doing it in a way that I can continue to do forever. Like, like you have the results, which to me, like, I know a lot of people that have certifications in things. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to look like them right. because they're not, like, living the stuff they preach. So I think, like, the results matter. Yes, definitely. Um, cool. What's that Instagram, man? Uh, it's fitnessminded underscore WGC. Fitness minded underscore WGC. And I'll put that in the uh, show description too. Just right text on. me it over so I can. I will. So I remember it and I can give you a follow. Dude, Wayne. Yes, Dan. It was awesome seeing you again. We definitely needed to not make it another 15 years. Oh, no, that's out. not going to happen. We're definitely going to be, we're, we're connected now, man. We have, we have, we have like minds and like, you know, like goals. So. And oh, uh, yeah. I want to kind of help you when you decide Ooh. to start losing. Dude, I was weight. serious about that. I'm not just blowing shit. Like I, I like it. I like what I'm hearing. And uh yeah, I'm in, baby. Let's do it. Right on. Thanks, Dan. No problem.